0: to see you guys. Hey, we're going to have a little family chat after. Um, Today we're going to be jumping in to our conversation around the Psalms, uh, specifically the Psalms of Ascent. Now, I have over the last year and a half talked to many people, some of you, about just kind of where you're at. And one of the things that One of the things I know And one of the things that many of you experienced Is this For some of you maybe a lifelong But for years this deep trust And knowledge Of the scriptures And yet At the same time while you have that deep trust And knowledge of the scriptures There's a Almost like a disconnect There's like a a season of almost not Feeling the scriptures That sounds weird to say but like you don't really feel it. You know it, you trust it, you trust in who God is, but you don't feel God in the scriptures and the experience. And some of you, you have a big feeling of who God is and what he's done, but you're not at the place yet where you really trust scripture. You're wrestling with different things. And, and what the Psalms are is they're... It's almost like the psalms are the place where we learn how to feel it. To feel like, to take our actual emotions about who we are and and what we're going through. and, and And then hear from the psalmist and feel what the psalmist is saying and thinking and feeling. So that's where we're headed. One of the things that's interesting in my life, and maybe you've experienced this too, is there are moments in my life where objectively... I know something to be true. I know that God is real. I know that God exists. But subjectively, my experience with God is significantly less than I read about in Scripture. Like, I read the Psalms and I go, ah, I don't have that. I don't feel that. Whether it's like on the frustrated, lamenting side, you know, there's, there's, we've kind of gone through like this, uh, kind of like a lament tiredness. We're tired of being sad about our world. And there's times where I just don't feel, like I don't feel like I actually feel. And there's a reason that Jesus quotes the Psalms almost more than anything else. And Jesus quotes the Psalms because they're real, they pull no punches, they tell it like it is. And the Psalms kind of help us in that tension of between the the God we, we cognitively know, and then the life we're actually experiencing and feeling or not feeling. And they have the potential, really, to take us somewhere that we haven't been willing to go. And the interesting thing is we're in this series called Pilgrims, Not Tourists because we believe, and Scripture tells us, that we're actually on a journey. When we choose to follow Jesus, when we choose to in a sense, be part of the family of God, we're actually not stagnant. We're not stuck in one place. We're actually on a pilgrimage. And we're not trying to just suck the best out of this life. We're actually meant to be making progress and moving forward. And the Psalms of Ascent are part of that journey. And my hope is is that over the next number of weeks, that these will be like little parts we get to stick in our backpacks as encouragement as maybe challenge as we go along the way now there's there's debate among scholars about what the psalms of ascent were actually you know how they came about and who wrote them and all that kind of stuff some believe it's just poetry so if you've ever studied poetry there's like a progression of ascension happening within the psalms so so from a, a literary standpoint there's There's an ascent to them. Some people believe that it's actually the the exiles returning from Babylon and heading towards Jerusalem. And so in a literal geographical kind of, you know, elevation, what, uh, you know, thinking they're actually ascending to Jerusalem. Some people believe that they're uh, they're really a metaphor of a journey back to God. And so I'm not going to argue with any of those. I think they're all true. Uh, Scholars can debate that, but I think they're all true and that they're all part of where we're going. And so my hope is, my prayer is that this becomes something that wherever you find yourself, whether you follow Jesus now or you don't, or you've been following Jesus for years, or you're in a season in your life that's just really difficult and hard and you don't feel Or maybe there's just been a new awakening for you in your faith. Whatever it is, my hope is that somewhere in these psalms, you will find something to pull you forward. Now, I'm going to read Psalm 120 to you. And it's not the most, it's not the most, it's not a coffee cup psalm. So, it's not something you're going to, Well, let me just read it. Psalm 120, a song of ascents. It says, I call on the Lord in my distress, and he answers me. Save me, Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongues. What will he do, and what more besides, you deceitful tongue? He will punish you with a warrior's sharp arrows, with burning coals of the broom broom bush. Woe to me that I dwell in Meshech. That I live among the tents of Kadar. Too long I have lived among those who hate peace. I am for peace. But when I speak. They are for war. That's our song. Sounds pretty fun. Right? Sounds a little depressing. Sounds a little dark. Sounds like. um, It's not a motivational song. But there's. The reality is, is that it starts with, I'm in trouble, and it ends with the word war. And I know it's not a happy song, but the psalmist is actually expressing his reality. And I think that's just really refreshing to hear someone's honest reality. Like, this is my world right now. This is how I'm living. And if we are to be honest... I think in many ways, that's our world right now. Uh, We live in a world, and we talked about the the usage of the word world uh, last week, this idea of the atmosphere, okay, of this world, this culture. And the older you get, the more you see how much we're being lied to. And I'm not, this isn't conspiracy theory stuff. This is literally like, What the world tells us about fulfillment and happiness and life. And it's usually all wrong. And many times in our lives, and and if you've done any work on yourself with a therapist or whatever, you've come to realize that there were moments in your life that you found out a way that you have to behave in order to get the things that you want. Or the way you have to behave in order to not get hurt by somebody else. And when we're, we're really honest, it feels like we're, we're everything is a giant con or there's this atmosphere of a sham. And we begin to protect ourselves and we get let down and we get hurt and we get duped. And it feels like we're in a trap sometimes. And, and, and I guarantee all of us have been wounded by people and just kind of this thinking... Now, what's weird is this psalm seems like a weird place to start when you want to start a journey, when you want to start a pilgrimage. But actually, I think it's the best place to start. Eugene Peterson says this. He says, Christian consciousness begins in the painful realization that what we had assumed was the truth is, in fact, a lie. And, and some of us, that's where some of our stories are, our beginnings with following Jesus actually are at a point in our lives where we were at our lowest, where we tried to do all the stuff and it broke down on us, where we actually got a good look at ourselves in the mirror, not physically, but soulfully, and, and realized we were in a place that we didn't want to be anymore. Some of my favorite conversations are with recovering addicts who actually got to a place that said, This is hurting me. It's hurting my kids. It's hurting my family. It's hurting, this isn't who I need to be. This is a lie. Right? And so the psalmist is actually believing that there's something better. That this, where he's at, he's hanging out in Meshech. We'll get into that here in a second and hanging out with the people of Kedar, he's like, I don't want to be here anymore. I've got, this is all, this is, I want peace. This is all war. I want something better. And so the psalmist, all through these songs of ascent, is actually believing that real shalom is coming, that actually there's something better around the corner, something that we know to be true as we read the account of John, the revelator, that he says that there is no more crying, There, one day there will be no more crying, there will be no more pain. Um, But right now we live in this part where the final victory hasn't been fully applied. And so the reality is pretending that that's not the case, pretending that this stuff around us isn't a lie, isn't a trick, is actually not living really the fullest journey. And that's what the psalmist is getting at. The psalmist is just bearing his soul or her soul to this idea that everything's busted around them. And then verse 5, he says, Woe to me that I dwell in Meshech, that I live among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I lived among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. He's like, woe to me. There's like this idea of like, I'm in a bad spot. Like, I am actually experiencing the worst. And Meshech was, geographically, scholars think it was just a huge distance away from Jerusalem. And it was far from, it would be considered far from their homeland, far from their, the temple, far from God. Um, And the tents of Kedar, they're living amongst this kind of nomadic, you know, biker gang sort of thug group of people that were vicious and the idea here is really the the psalmist is saying i want to i want to get out of here i want to start a journey back home and a tourist mindset would be a little different a tourist mindset would see, would be like when in meshek you know <laughs> do like the meshek people right just kind of blend in, just be part of it. Um, it's easier to go along with the con than it is to be disturbed by it. And the psalmist is like, no, I'm disturbed by it. I want to get out of here. He no longer wants to be part of it. It sickens him to his stomach. He aches for another place. And that's a hu- guys, that's actually a huge gift. It's a difficult gift. Because it's uncomfortable and it's frustrating. It doesn't get solved immediately, but it's a huge gift. Waking up, realizing that this place is not for me. In verse 7, the writer says, it looks like the writer seems to be on a journey. He comes to a place where at the beginning of the passage, he really wasn't for peace. But now he's discovering that I am a man of peace. Literally, the phrase is, I peace. I shalom. I shalom. Now, this gets us really to kind of the beginning theme of this whole journey of a pilgrimage. And if you read John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. <laughs> and can we give a hand to Trent for the video editing? Right. It's really good. Um, if you read John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. what you read... Realize at the beginning is he gets to a place, the the traveler, his name is Christian, he gets to a place where he's just like, I can't do this anymore. I've got to start. I've got to leave this place. And that place is a place called repentance. And even though the word repentance is not in this passage, the theme here is I don't want to be here anymore. I want to think differently, and go a different direction. And that's what repentance is. Eugene Peterson calls repentance the most practical of all words and the most practical of all acts. Meaning it's the most practical thing you can do to change where you are, is to think differently and to move differently. And he kind of talks about this idea of it's like the most feet on the ground kind of act. It's it it puts us back into the reality that that God creates, okay, and not the the world around us creates, meaning it confront it confronts us. It 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 takes this kind of easy to believe lie and it sucks that out and it helps us to decide to think differently. And that's what repentance is. And a lot of times we've grown up with this idea of repent and like this shame and judgment and things like that, but it's Repentance is thinking differently and then turning and moving in a different direction and going in a different place. And it's not an emotion, it's a decision. And it's deciding that you've been in the wrong, supposing that you could do this, that you could navigate this Meshach Kedar world. And that you could figure it out and and you could manage your own life and, and you could be your own in a sense king or queen. It's this realization that God wants from, you know, what God wants from you and what you want from God are not going to be achieved by doing what you've always done. And it's, repentance really is the first word on the pilgrimage. And I know many of you have already started the pilgrimage to Jesus and and in and, 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 and following Jesus and apprenticing Jesus. But it's this idea of a no that's actually a yes right? So the psalmist is saying no to Meshach and Qadar and, and to this world and he's saying yes to something better and he's in a spot. I mean you've almost got to be thoroughly disgusted in a sense with how this human thing works to trust and follow Jesus Not that the human thing is all bad. But we get sucked into these tendencies and these ways of living that aren't about, they're about war and not not peace. And so the 15 Psalms of Ascent describe elements that are really common to all of us, these kind of different elements, okay? Today is this idea of repentance, and it's about apprenticing Jesus. I mean, the Psalms were not written to apprentice Jesus, but the Psalms were written as following the road back to God. A no that is a yes. The first step towards God is away from the lies that are really subtle in this world. And we move away from those things that are strange and hostile towards something that's beautiful and peaceful. And so as we wrap this up, super brief, under the picnic shelter. By the way, how great is this weather right now? It's so great. I was super nervous because they said that all these trees with red on them were actually going to get cut down. And I'm like, that's our shade. And plus, John Bunyan's busy, right? You can't. Just kidding. Joe, did you catch it? All right. So here's the thing is we wrap this up, this idea of repentance. And I know some of you are like, but I've repented. Repentance is part of the journey Always. It's taking a step back from your life and navigating, like, and checking, checking where you're at. It's this idea of going, okay, am I getting sucked back into the lies and the deceit that this, that this world that I'm living in tells me? And and maybe this season has pulled you back into Meshach, right? I mean, this has been a rough year and a half, and... And, you know, the ideologies that are around us, the quarreling, the war, the bitterness. And some of you just feel like you just need to rescue back. Like this isn't solid. This isn't the way to go. And you've decided I am a person of peace. And that rescue is repentance. And maybe your life has run its course under your own power and your own capabilities. And real life and real fullness begins with repentance. The fullest journey always starts with repentance. And so when I sit and talk to people about this idea of at the end of your rope, right? At the end of how you've been able to do life. And it continues to just disappoint. That this pilgrimage is actually the beginning. That that's the the spot where you take the next step. That's the spot where you continue forward. And repentance starts us off. It starts us off. You know, in the the story of Christian in Pilgrim's Progress, there are many times on the journey that he is lured by somebody that wants to go back. Many times. And sometimes it's an easy no. But sometimes, if you read the story, it's a very difficult no. And that's the thing here. Some of the things that you're wrestling with in your life, they're a difficult no. But that no actually leads to a better yes. And so if you're, you're in a spot in your life and you feel like there's a difficult no that you've got to say out loud, and maybe you want prayer for that, Maybe it's a way you're living or a pattern of thinking. Or maybe it's uh, something that you just cannot shake. A difficult wound in your life. And that's keeping you in this this little tented community of anger and, and deceit and frustration. And you want to say no to that. You've got to say no to it to take the next step. And so I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray, I'm going to lead us in a prayer of repentance as a community. Uh, And that might look different for some of you. What you're saying no to. But that starts the journey, or it continues it for you, in the best way possible. So let me pray. Father, we're grateful to be together as a community and we read these words from the psalmist and at first glance they seem so foreign to us the poetry the imagery it seems like a person that is just it, it seems like a far off place it seems like ideas that don't really fit But as we read, as we read it over and over again, we sense the emotion of the psalmist. A psalmist that is so frustrated, so at the end of his rope, so tired of the delusions and the deceit and the lies, that every time he opens his mouth, there seems to be a conflict, or somebody who wants to go to war. And God, that's in many ways a picture of our own soul. There's frustration and there's bitterness. And many times, God, we get tricked and we get duped into pursuing these lies and pursuing this deceit. And sometimes, God, we actually fall into being the one that lies and deceits. Because we Are broken But God you've called us to say no Because there's a better yes And so God this morning May we, some of us are in this place That are in a place, a season of Of doubt And anger and bitterness right, Towards what we see Happening all around us And God, we need to feel again. We want to feel your presence. We want to feel your heart. And God, many of us just need to say no. So that we can say yes to this journey. And so God, some in this place are struggling, literally struggling, wrestling with some kind of an addiction some kind of a hook in their life. And there's times that that deceit is is very real. It says, no, that's fine. No, just, it's okay, just a little bit. No, it's a Saturday. I mean, you, you, we we hear the lies in our own heads. But we wake up. And if we're really honest, we are not living the fullest life, not even close. God, some of us in this here have been wounded and we've been hurt and we don't want to respond. We want to just pull away and hide. And you want us to say no to that because there's a better yes ahead. God, some of us are just frustrated with other Christians and church. And you just want to just throw it all away and just look for brunch spots. (laughs) But God, you want us to say no to that and keep pushing in and say yes to something better. And God, for some of us, for the first time, we just don't even realize how broken we are on the inside. How bent in towards ourselves we are. And that we easily hurt people and we easily we're chasing some kind of an elusive satisfaction that's just not there. And you want us to experience peace and forgiveness. fullness and it starts with repentance and so God we repent and God in this moment uh, of silence we're about to have would you just give us the space to do that with you in this place That song we sang earlier, this running, this image of running to you. I feel like the psalmist is just desperate to get out of this place and to run to you. God, we're not talking geographic here. We're talking about the place that we find ourselves is not the place where you would want us to stay. So God, we ask that your spirit would continue to just draw us towards you, to, to, to plead and to pull us towards your kingdom. We pray these things in your name. Amen.